Welcome to another episode of the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives podcast. I am your host, the Healthy Habits and Lifestyle Coach, Giovanni. And today we have a delicious dialogue cooking up in the plant-based kitchen. Chef Butler is in the studio, but you already know what time it is. Before we dive into this episode and get into all of that deliciousness, vibe with me, y'all. Welcome to the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives podcast. Chef Butler, what's cooking? What's going on? What's going on? It's a lot of stuff cooking over here. I, I was already oh. working on earlier. Man, I can't even wait to ask you what it was. But before I even ask what's cooking in your kitchen, because I've already had some of that good, good food from Chef Butler. Let them know who you are. Um, so my name is Jefferson Butler. My business name is Butler Cooking. Um, I provide a wide variety of services between catering, uh, meal prepping, private dining. I have culinary programs in schools where I teach kids how to cook and understand food, um, not just on the regular slide, but plant-based as well. So getting them to understand healthy eating at a young age is really, really important to me. Um, I work with a bunch of nonprofits throughout Baltimore City, just providing the meals for kids or family engagement nights. So um, I know we'll dive into a lot more, but that's me. I love that you do so much for the youth. Um, and I saw some of it on your um, on your Instagram. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this looks so cool. Um, I have middle school students and they always ask me, like, what I eat for lunch. They know I'm plant based. So they always ask me, what do I have for lunch or what's in my juice? And then I tell them and I'll be like, y'all want to try a little sweet? They'll be like, yeah, Miss Ford, I want to try some. So they'll come up with get a little cup and I'll pour a little something in my juice in there. And they'll tell me, you know, ooh, use more pineapples or don't use too many beets. Or like they'll always give me some some hits um, and tips on what I should, you know, use in my juice or what they like, what they don't like, which is always, you know, interesting because they're so stuck on artificial sugar. I never expect them to truly enjoy my juice, which is nothing but straight vegetable and fruit juice uh, with no added sugars whatsoever. So I, I like that aspect of it. But I love what you do with the youth and getting them already engaged with eating with a purpose. So many times we hear um, people say that things are hereditary or they're genetic when it comes to like health disparities in our family. But it's really just... Um, rituals and routines, what we're familiar with eating and how we're eating and preparing our foods that runs in our family. It's not necessarily the actual health issues or the unhealthy behaviors. Um, it's just the constant flow of the menus that kind of keep going. But um, I, tell me a little bit more. What has been the most um, impactful moment you've had with the youth since working with them? Um, I think the most impactful was... Uh... Just the simple fact of the schools that I'm in, them being able to even just cook in class. And as a result of my program, it boosts in the attendance because um, really some of the schools I'm in, um, they're trying to keep the kids in school um, with some of the Baltimore City schools. It's like, uh, and I, I'm, at, I'm at a school which you can say is like at risk, 
but um, the kids have the option to be in school or not. And this is like some of their last chance or whatever the case may be. So the fact that with my culinary program being in there, it actually boosts the attendance. So the kids actually want to be there, but then not that they just want to be there or, you know, they just come because it's cooking, but they're talking about what we're doing throughout the week or they're excited to see me. Um, Even when I've been going back up there because I have a, my program is about to start next Wednesday, I think that's Wednesday on the 28th. Um, each time I go up there, it's like the kids that have been in my program are like, when you coming back or we miss you, da 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 da. So it just it just speaks to the impact. So I think that has been the most mind blowing thing to me is just the impact that it has and just, you know, my my culinary program that I brought into this school, you know what I mean? I was just just doing, you know, something I thought was regular is really making a difference in these kids. And um, I think something also cool within that is just the safe space that it creates for the kids to just be in that environment where, you know, these some rough kids. So, you know, you might, you know, just to be real, a kid might be a drug dealer or, you know, whatever the case might be in the streets, but this kid's enjoying himself and vibing to the music that I have playing because I can't cook without music. So just vibing in the class and cooking, you know what I mean? And just 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 in a different element. Like I'm just looking and just smiling like he wouldn't be able to do that anywhere else because just uh, just how the stereotype of how he has to be at that age and you know, just just what we believe to be a man to be, you know, as we're growing up or what was given to us. So I just think that impact of, you know, working with the kids, but also them having a safe space to be a kid, um, is is what I love. I think that's beautiful. What actually even got you to create that program? What inspired you to create that program that landed you in these types of schools to help these um, youth? Honestly, it was presented to me uh, to just be able to even have a program with one of my friends. And he was, um, you know, create create a, a cooking program. And, you know, I, I had done little things along the way, um, just working with uh, different organizations where I had been put on a platform to teach people how to cook and I feel like just as a cook, I just thought that, you know, I can I can teach somebody how to cook. Um, you know, I'm also a coach, too. So just having that, that I'm, I'm able to teach. So when I was presented the opportunity, you know, I made up my first proposal and, you know, we sent it in and it got approved. And, you know, that made me available to be a vendor in Baltimore City and just kind of like the ideas just kept on growing from there. So um, what I thought was just going to be at one school or was just going to be me because I didn't even think about the plant-based thing when I first got into it. I thought I was going to be teaching them just the regular side. You know what I mean? It's just, it's really just grown into how to budget your groceries, how to let's, let's, let's pick some stuff out of the pantry and let's just create whatever you grab. We're going to create whatever you grab, you know, we're going to create a meal from that or even teaching them the plant-based stuff. Cause um, now when I get the kids, it's like, yeah, we're going to do, we're going to do the Alfredo. We're going to do the steak. We're going to do, you know, what are the things that you tell me you like? And we've done wontons, different things like that. But you got to give me the space to teach you some healthy stuff, too. So um, right in class, I taught them how to make sea moss. I taught them how to make chickpea tuna. I taught them how to make plant-based French toast. I taught them how to make milk from oats. So it's just like giving them those tools um, at an early age to just understand there is a different way because you think you're lactose intolerant and, you know, we're not supposed to drink milk for some people. Um, but there's another way for you to be able to get that milk source. So I think that is awesome. I, I did a program um, where we were growing 
Um, we had a garden at a like a in a food desert type elementary school back in Florida with my sorority. Um, and so at the end, we would have a culminating potluck that would, you know, feature some of the things that they were growing. But the stuff that they actually grew, we would allow, you know, some of the kids that were in the program to take them home. But never did we actually allow them to actually cook the meals. Um, and I think when you start working with your hands and you start creating, there's a different level of skill and a different level of love that you kind of start putting into your food. Um, and I think that is the beautiful aspect that you're being able to create right now, especially in the youth, because food is healing. I mean, we know it, you know it, and we're going to get into your story in a, in a minute, but being able to cook the right foods the right way could definitely be healing. So you're, you're already like bringing up a generation of healers um, through your program as well. And I think that's, that's, that's really dope. I think it is. I think it's really cool. And I'm happy that the kids have you. Um, And I I hope to see this come on a bigger scale and become like you said, you thought it was just regular, which is not um, to really start inspiring kids who are starting to lose a little hope in the school system um, and in their environment, in their communities, be inspired to do something because food is a necessity. We need food to eat. I mean, to live, to survive. So being able to cook the right foods, I think is like you saving people out there, Chef Butler. That's a that's a beautiful thing. And you said you're a coach. What kind of coach are you? Um, I coach uh, track and field um, at John Hopkins University. I'm a thrower's coach. So if you've ever heard of like shot put, discus, javelin, those kind of things, um, that's what I coach up at Hopkins. And, you know, shout out to, uh, to, to the Blue Jays. They're doing really good. Just came from practice early before our meeting. So. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do at the uh, conference championship this weekend. That is dope. That's that's really nice. Go Blue Jays, huh? Blue uh-huh. Jays? Okay. <laughs> All right, Coach. All right, so tell me, what got you into cooking? Like, what made you say, you know what? I'm just about to cook my way to success. What What got you into cooking? Um, my family, honestly, um, my grandma Boney, which I, you know, I make a mention to her in my cookbook. Um, I've been around it all my life, uh, from, from as long as I can remember, I was helping my family cater because we had a, a family business. My grandmother started it, but, you know, we had jobs and she had the whole family working, you know, somebody was on the line, somebody was, I was making Kool-Aid with my arm in the Kool-Aid, you know what I mean? As a kid. Just the whole family was working for as far as I can remember. So um, when it came to a point of me starting my business, because um, I got in a car accident, um, the the night the night I started my business was after a car accident in 2015 or 16. It's, it's, it's leaving me right now. But I got in a car accident at the point I was working like three or four jobs and none of which was my business, none for myself. And so just fell asleep behind the wheel. Um, and after that moment, I was just like, I will never work for anybody else in a way that, you know, I'm going to lose my life because I'm just losing so much sleep because I was hustling, but it, was, it wasn't really healthy hustle. You know what I mean? So um, that night and early that morning, because the accident happened, the, you know, 1 a.m., which is, you know, early that morning. So that same, that same morning later on, I was just sitting on my bed and I, you know, I made a menu and I knew that I could go to food because one, People are always going to eat, but I had a base. I had a, such a strong base of this that I knew that it would be successful because um, I was on the track team up at Morgan as well. I went to Morgan State University, 
And I used to cook for my team too. So like I knew my food was tried and true and tested. So I knew that I had some things that I cooked that people liked. And so I just formed a menu around that. And um, it went really well that first week, like immediately. And from, from where that idea that sparked that morning has taken me is just a blessing. What were some of the hits on that that first menu, that original menu? What were some of like the main hits, the go-getters, hot while it lasts before they sold out type of plates? Um, I had I had I had Morgan State in a chokehold with the jerk chicken Alfredo. Okay. Um, that was a staple of mine. Um my mac and cheese has always been a hit and it's it's just gotten better. Like um I, I laugh at it when I was I think about it, but I did a school event and a mother and a daughter came up to me. And they were just like, we've never had mac and cheese like this. Like, like this is some good mac and cheese. So, and that's just time and time again, people telling me, oh, this mac and cheese is better than my grandmother. I'm like, yo, just relax. <laughs> just relax. <laughs> but yeah, mac and cheese was a big hit. Um, my baked chicken. So those those are like the key key items. Um, and the menu has grown since then. But that first menu was the mac and cheese, the honey baked wings. Can't forget about those. Those were a strong mention. So it was mac and cheese, honey baked wing, my jerk chicken Alfredo. And I think I just always had the ability to cook vegetables well. Um, mm. Now that I'm plant-based, like I go crazy on the vegetables, but like I've made people that don't like vegetables like vegetables. What's your, what's your like, hmm, your biggest converter of a vegetable? Broccoli. Broccoli? Yeah, people, mm. a lot of people steam it, right? And then it gets all... Right. Doggy, um, but I don't steam my broccoli. I saute it and I, I make it crispy. But then it's like the seasoning I put to it. Like I, I, I really like make your eyes pop. The broccoli, the broccoli goes crazy, and my saute is really good. Okay, you're making me really hungry, and like today is day one of like my grape fast. <laughs> so I've been on grapes all day, and like you, we we're doing it. I got the strength though. We we got this, but that that broccoli sounds really nice. And there's nothing like a good texture on some broccoli. I mean, yeah, yeah. I I I, I gotta believe you. I believe you on that on that on the broccoli. And actually, I feel like when you um. Did my Alfredo, the vegetables definitely were yeah. on point in my plant-based Alfredo. Um, but nothing was like those cauliflower wings. Mm. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the way you season that for those wings, I didn't even need the mambo sauce. But those cauliflower wings, the closest I got to it was a restaurant um, on the outskirts of Dallas. I think it's Wing Snob or something like that. The other day I had them and they got close to you. And the only reason why they didn't really, really beat you because you had just a little bit more umph to yours and uh, yours was dedicated gluten-free. I don't think they were really all that gluten-free. And that's like what I try to stay in to make sure I feel good um, for my own health conditions and I don't have any flare-ups. But speaking of health conditions, like what made you transition into plant-based? Did you have like a, a health issue that inspired you to kind of go on that journey? Or did you just say, I love food. Let me try something different. Let me be creative and start creating some plant-based options. Um, so uh, I did, I had something I was experiencing. I was experiencing uh, acid reflux. Um, and uh, it, it really came from just overconsumption of like alcohol. You know, you wake up in the morning, um, I was out partying with the family and just should have drunk water. 
didn't drink water. Um, and so um, that 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 sensation of what acid reflux did, it just kind of like just stuck with me until like I'm like three, four months removed from like that weekend, you know, and we had a good time. But I'm still feeling, you know, that burn. And so I went to the doctor and they tried to get me to do medication. And I'm not really big on medication because I know I just know there are like, you know, natural remedies and different things like that. Um, so and I, I, I didn't want to go on medication for something like that because it was like he wasn't really getting what I was trying to explain to him either. So um, I just took it upon myself. I was like, you know what? Let me um, let me just try to change my eating habits. Um, I stopped drinking just for a complete year because you got to remove what starts, you know, if you can, if you can pinpoint it, that's amazing because then, you know, okay, let me remove this and then let me implement this. So, um, you know, I just did that change to being plant-based. I, um, I stopped drinking for an entire year. And even within that year, I just realized, like, I didn't even realize that I kind of looked up one day and was like, you know, my chest doesn't hurt anymore. Um, and it was just amazing. So, um, and let me backtrack a bit. Even when I first changed, um, that first three weeks, I was about 245 when I first made the decision to go plant-based. And within three weeks, um, I dropped down to 206. And this was just with me removing what I was eating and turning to a plant-based diet. And I was still doing workouts and just my regular routine. Nothing else changed, just but what I ate. And I wasn't consuming liquor anymore. And like my body just like just completely transformed. Um and I was like, you know, when I see something that benefits me, I'm just like, okay, I'm down with the process. And, you know, I just kept learning because at first I was eating like sweet potatoes, rice and greens because I just didn't know nothing. But I knew that I just benefited in a major way from even making the switch. And I was like, okay, I'm already a chef. So let me just learn. You know what I mean? I'm going to just I'm going to do what I can and maintain. Well, let me just learn so I can keep this process going. And, um, you know, that that turned into chickpea tuna. Mushroom crab cakes, lion's mane steaks, um, you know what I mean? The list can go on, but now I got a plethora of options that, you know, I can reach to when I'm hungry um, to keep me going on my plant-based journey. I think that's beautiful. Um, and I love that you're able to heal yourself with the the acid reflux. Did you Did you track what you were eating to know that it was the food and it wasn't, you know, just the fact that you just gave up the alcohol? Yes. So um, one of the big things I did was a food diary um, mm -hmm. in that process of me um, making that transition so that I could pinpoint because it wasn't just um, it was the acid reflux, but it was also other things. Because once you go plant based, you think it's just the end all be all, but your body still has reactions to the food, especially when you're in a space of not knowing, um, because they put a lot of stuff in the food that, um, you know, you just don't know sometimes. Um, and I know you get that. So as I was tracking journey. It's yeah, definitely was, a journey. Yeah, I was able to pinpoint, okay, I ate that and I felt this way. So let me remove that and see how I feel. And that's kind of how I went. So now um, from doing that, I have a good gauge on what to eat. And now I also cook a lot of stuff myself too. So I don't really eat out a lot of places. Um, so that makes a big difference too, not allowing people to determine what goes into my body. So what are some of those things that you track? So like maybe there's someone who's new and be like, oh my goodness, this sounds good. How do I navigate through my first food diary? What are some of the things I should be considering when I'm trying new foods or doing something different? What were some of those symptoms or those feelings that you were tracking as you were eating? Um, so uh, I would definitely say queasiness, lightheadedness, um, the sluggishness after eating certain things. Um, 
Uh, there could be like, I used to get a sensation that would be in my chest, but like in my arm, like something mm -hmm. crazy, which what food can do to your body. Um, and we may mark it up as something else. Um, but really, if you just if you just sit back and just allow the food you're eating to speak to you because it's speaking to you, whether you know it or not, and you're listening, you can see, OK, that made that made my arm kind of like feel feel a little fuzzy down to my fingers or, you know, what I mean, my knees. Like it, it can be anything. So just tracking if you're going out to eat, I would say just tracking the food that you eat there. Um, one big thing I try to stay myself is soy. So I try to stay away from soy, so I track that a lot as well. So um, I always add soy in it or whatever the case be. Now, when I eat things that, um, and I don't, I don't eat things, but at a point when I was eating things that maybe I shouldn't have, it's like I knew exactly like it was that. You know what I mean? Because I, I had already done the food tracking to understand. Okay, I don't need to eat those drummies, but I like drummies. You know what I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm removed from that now, but it's like certain things I understood. Um, I try to stay away from the fillers because that's another thing. When people go vegan, um, that's why I try to like between classification when, um, between vegan and plant based. There's a big difference. Um, with vegan eating, you're still really not eating healthy. Um, it's, it's a lot of process. It's like it's like fast food, but now you're just not. So um, it's, it's it's a lot of processed and fillers that go into the food. So I try to stick to plant based eating because that's food that you're creating out of vegetables and chickpeas and lentils and your, your green leafy veggies, everything like that. I got you. I, I want to know, because you, I, I love that you broke that down in regards to the food diary, because a lot of people don't know about that. And I, too, agree with you when it comes to, like, the difference between vegan and plant-based. Um, but I, I like that I never want to deter someone on the journey that they're on. Um, because when I was transitioning, I definitely went for some of the, you know, processed foods to kind of help with the transition. And the more you start learning and the more you start doing, you know, these recipes and you're getting used to certain things, then you start experimenting even more and getting even more creative of what you're doing at home to lessen up how much processed foods you're really getting into. Um, so I, I definitely used to be like beyond meat burgers and, you know, stuff like that. And then now it's just like, I, I'm not even on that. I'm now on like a recipe old cliff burger where they're just, you know, combining vegetables and oats. There's no beans. There's no, you know, and you can get that. And I, I did a mukbang on that yesterday. Um, and it's really good and you can buy it, you know, buy in the packs of two, um, from them. And it, it just feels better when you know where your food is coming from and what's in it. Um, and like you, you went with soy. For me, it was soy and gluten. I know I needed to stay away from both of those because I just heard that with endometriosis and polycystic ovary syndrome, some of those things can agitate. Um, some of those things can work differently with your hormones as well as could potentially cause inflammation. So I was like, okay, well, let's just do away with those things and embrace other options, other food choices. And that's why when I reached out to you, I was like, okay, I don't need no gluten, no soy. What can you do to make this happen? And I think it's so, so, so valuable to have Black plant-based chefs because when we're trying to heal with purpose and use food as that healing mechanism, as that vehicle, you want to go to people that can give you that taste, that texture, that experience that you're familiar with, but it's safer and it's good for you. Um, and so I, I love that 
that's what you're doing. And I, that's why Empire Plates and Empire Lives has a special place for plant-based chefs because they make it possible for us to get the experience that we already know and we're familiar with. It's just a better, healthy experience. Um, but some of the things that you talked about in regards to your food diet, what were some of those foods that you were able to notate that say, you know what, this makes me sluggish. This is causing pain in my arm. What were some of those um, ingredients or foods that you were able to notate to say, nah, this this not for me? Um, I'd definitely say it was um, it was soy and the different versions of it. Um, and even down to like vegetable oil. You know what I mean? I'm, you, you think vegetable oil is a better oil, but it's made with soybean oil. And so even down to the oils I was using, um, just so just soy on all levels, um, the same thing for you, but in a different way. Um, I know wheat gluten doesn't work good for my body either. Um, the seitan, um, that doesn't work good for my body either. Tofu, not good for me either. Um, and so those are really the main things. And, you know, just outside of like, you know, going to, I don't want to name drop any establishments, but going to the different vegan establishments that are, you know, out here, um, just a lot of their foods have a lot of fillers in there to to bind and make them to be what they're trying to mimic, and that's um that's something I uh I try to steer clear from. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to make fried chicken for you. You know what I mean? We're eating we're eating some mushrooms that I bat chicken flour. And, you know what I mean? It, it tears away, maybe looking like chicken, but I'm not trying to put together just whatever assortment of chemically based ingredients. To get you this 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 chicken patty so that you can feel like you're eating chicken because that's not what it's really all about when you're actually trying to heal yourself or or change your lifestyle um you don't want to in turn end up eating worse as you're trying to transition to what you think is a healthy lifestyle i agree and i also think that as people continue to go on their journey they start to be more conscious of the ingredients. So like you said, you say fillers, you talked about the different oils. I know for me, I used to love the fries at Wingstop. And I was just like, this just can't be as good as what it is. And I would go to Wingstop and I would do the survey all the time so I can get my free fry just for doing the survey and tell them they need cauliflower wings. Um, they need some mush some shroom tenders. Like I'll just be adding all different things to help them, you know, Hopefully I can get more than just fries. And then one day I was just asking because I could see like my stomach get a little bit bigger, you know, mm -hmm. after eating them. And I'm thinking maybe it's just the sodium, you know, because they got that good seasoning at Wingstop. And she was like, oh, yeah, we we uh we fry them in soy, soy oil, soybean oil. I was like. Right. <laughs> and, that, and that is the last time I went to Wingstop. And I'm like, OK, you got to ask these questions. But even when it comes to like looking on ingredients and looking at um, nutritional labels and just being able to really. And I think people are doing a good job on social media highlighting. Hey, y'all start looking at the packages. Look at what you're consuming. Look at what you're buying. If you can't say it, then that should probably be a red flag. Right. Um, I love that we're getting to a level of consciousness and it might not just be those of us that are already on the plant-based journey, I feel like sooner or later is going to start reaching more people in hopes that we start really seeing a shift in our community to do better because now we know better. And I know there's some people that are, are never going to change because they don't want to change and they're comfortable and they're enjoying the lifestyle that they have. Um, but for those who know they're tired of feeling sick, feeling sluggish, being in pain, um, being in discomfort, um, they might 
be a little bit more inspired to try something differently, especially just like you, you're giving them this new food to taste. You're converting people who don't like vegetables to like vegetables. You're having kids who've never been exposed to these types of cuisines and ingredients to prepare them in a different way. And now they love them. So then they can go in and use the same exposure for their family and their friends. Just thinking about you at Morgan State and preparing because you had a love for food for your teammates. No one said you had to do it. You just love to do it. And then people fell in love with your food. <laughs> so I, I think that I'm enjoying seeing the shift. And I love seeing it because I know that people are going to feel so much better and they're going to live vibrant lives, higher quality types of lives and be able to be the person that they know they can be just because they feel so much better and they're taking care of themselves. I think sometimes people look at food and they don't realize that your food choices show how you love yourself and how you take care of yourself because you get to decide what you're eating. No one's forcing you to eat something that you, you know, like they're not forcing you to have to eat something differently. You get that empowerment to choose what it is that you want to eat based on what you know and what you are familiar with. But most importantly, what you gravitate towards because you know that, like you said earlier, you're eating with a purpose. And when right. you start eating with a purpose, the vibes just change all the way. Like, like you said in a restaurant, I could have came to Baltimore for the Indo Black Gala in October and just Uber eats everything that was around my, my restaurant. And I was like, no, I am getting me some good plant-based food from somebody who knows how to cook that's been recommended. I'm reaching out. I had two people to reach out to and you was down. You was like, I got it. I got an event, but what you want? And I'll make it happen. And then you pulled up. So I'm gonna take it as a private dining experience because you pulled up <laughs> with my food. I was able to eat it and everything I couldn't finish there. I was able to take home with me. I got like one restaurant. I tried out. Other than that, it was all your food. And it's just something about home cooked food, even if it's not your home. For people that you trust, you know, that looks like you, that has the expertise in doing what they're doing, that can guarantee that you don't have the ingredients that you don't want in your food. And to me, that was that was love, you know, and I was just like, I can't wait to come back because <laughs> I want some more. And I know exactly what because I was going through all your your, your stuff on um, Instagram and I was trying to say, oh, what's going to be my menu? What am I going to choose? I was asking my mom. I was like my friend. And I was just like, I love that social media is making it so easy for us to find plant-based chefs that are really passionate and creative with their cuisines. Because I feel like y'all are going to be the root of our healing. Because if we don't have good experiences, people aren't going to stick with it. And a lot of times people don't stick with plant-based lifestyles because they feel like they're eating the same thing over and over. And they don't give themselves enough time to be creative or stay in the journey long enough to truly see all of the benefits where they say, you know what? I'm not going back. I love how I feel right now. I'm not turning around to engage with anything else. I'm going to keep riding this vibe. How long have you even been on this plant-based journey? Um, this will be, I believe, seven years. So it's been since uh, 2018, December 2018. So um, I'm not doing, I can't do the math right now. But since 2018, um, been doing this plant-based journey, and uh, it's just been amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm 31 now, so I feel the best I've felt um, in my 30s than you know parts of my 20s. Because I, I believe I was about, I want to say 28, 29 when that shift happened. 
So like even going into like 28, 29, heading to 30, I was feeling the best I had ever felt even from my early 20s. So, um, and even just like the body changes I experienced, but it was like changes I had never seen, but was working for, but never saw until being plant-based. So, and even just speaking back to um, when you came out here, it's like the difference, I always tell people the difference when you come and get food from me, especially if you tell me that like, you have things that you can't eat or we're, we're eating with a purpose, like I'm researching, you know what I mean? So it's not that I'm just going to cook you some. I researched for you, you know what I mean? Like it, I could have just went like, oh, I'll just cook what I think, you know what I mean? No, I researched so that I make sure that I provide you with what you're asking for. And then I can put my flavor palette, my flavor and my skill set around what what I've just researched for you. So that's the difference, um, I believe, when it comes to like you, you going with, like you said, a local chef, a black uh, plant-based chef that is actually cooking good food. Yeah, we're cooking good food because we care about the people that we're cooking for. Um, and that's that's really what the base of it is, man. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying helping people. Um, and I didn't speak to it, but um, even I have two clients that I work with and I help them reverse their diabetes. Um, it's just it's, it's, it's eating to live and not just living to eat. And it's, it's so important because you don't have to live with this stuff. It's, it's a lot of stuff you really don't have to live with. And you said it in the beginning. It's like a lot of stuff is habitual with what our family, just the trend that's in our family. So that's the difference. It's just the care that is put into the food. But just like I'm researching as people come to me to be able to provide the best services I can, but also help you in the best way that. I learned how, not that I just know how it's like, cause things are always changing, but I learned how to just continue to be able to help better and the best I can. And people are so diverse. You just said you helped two people reverse diabetes. I bet you didn't do the same thing. It wasn't the same cookie cutter approach that you use for both people. Was it? Nope. One person, um, they went the plant-based route, which I always recommend so that you just remove all that you were eating. You know what I mean? You just kind of switch mm -hmm. up. They did a plant-based um, lifestyle and the other person, um, they didn't go the plant-based route, but I told them I'm only going to allow them to do fish and, you know, we're going to do partly plant-based. So they did like a pescatarian plant-based situation as well. And, you know, there's other things that come in. Food is definitely a pivotal point within that part, but you got to have a, a good routine set up. You got to have discipline set up. You got to have consistency set up. So you got to be working out. You got to be drinking your water. Um, along with the food that you're consuming, whether that be lunch, dinner, snack in between, like it's really all got to be um, a, a switch. Like you really got to make that switch, but commit to it. And you hit two of the main things that I, I, I feel are essential. Like for me, I got the M to the third degree formula and that's mindset, that's mindful eating and that's movement. And I heard you say um, mindful eating. Um, being strategic on the foods that you're eating, um, snacks. And I heard you say movement. How did you help them when it came to their mindset um, to get that discipline, to get them to stay committed? Because some people say they're ready and they're they're all in it. And then once you really start hitting them with a lot of things that they have to change, it's like, whoa, I know it's going to take all of that. How did you help with shaping their mindset? and shifting their mindset to help them say, you can reverse diabetes and we're going to do this. How did you get them to really commit? Um, so the first person was like, go back to your versatility thing. Um, the first person, I wasn't just their chef. I was also their trainer. 
So aside from providing the meals for them, I was actually meeting up with them to do workouts with them as well. So that just comes with its own motivational talks and just giving you some daily habits to change and different things like that. So just giving you plugs. So you're getting, you're always going to get more than what you came for when you're working with me, because um, at the base of it all, I'm trying to help. So, you know, I just view things a little differently because I actually want to help. Um, right. Um, he had his own trainer and I was just doing the food for him, but I was following up with him, checking in with him during the week. How, how are the meals? I wasn't just giving him the food, but like after he came back and ordered again, how was those meals? What what did you like or not like? Was it all good? I'm going to switch you up. Um, you know what I mean? And um, just giving them routines throughout the way, too. So I was giving him, you know, let's, let's get into some ginger shots, some ginger and lime, because, you know, that help with your levels, with, you know, with your diabetic levels and different things like that. So just the follow up and, and the keep up, um, you know, it, it just shows them that you do care. And I think the care goes into them staying on the journey, too, because it's like, you know, I'm, a sense of I'm not in this alone. I got you. So I have a question about it when it comes to the meal, because you said you were preparing their food. Do they get to choose or do you just provide them with the food you want them to eat? Like, do they have a say so? Do they get to choose the types of meals? I'll say it's a two way street. So okay. um, a lot of people sometimes um, don't know what they want to eat. So um, I'll, I'll provide it. But I always ask, like, if you have some foods that you want to eat and then, you know, I'll, I'll see what they ask for. And especially if you're coming to me with a certain goal in mind, um, I may make some adjustments, but it'll be a conversation because, you know, no, nah, I don't think that'll be good to be on this meal plan with, you know, the certain goal that we're trying to reach. Or some people are just A-OK because they came to me. They came to me for a reason because they, they you know, know I've done X, Y and Z. So they're already coming like, you know, just form my meals. Tell me what I'm eating and let's roll. And so it, 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 it varies from person, but there's always a conversation. Okay. I like it. You're involved in your process as well. I agree. I think for me, it's, it's really like, tell me what you like and what you don't like. And let's start creating experiences that way. I'm no chef. So I can understand why you take all different approach because you actually prepare the meals. I don't prepare the meals uh, for my clients. But the beautiful part about them telling me what they like and what they don't like, and we create um, the meals for the week together or the meal plan um, together is because we're going with what it is that you say you like and the foods that you already enjoy. And we're creating experiences around that. We're creating your empowered plates around the stuff that you already like versus me just giving you all of these different meals or telling you what to eat. Because I feel like if I just tell you what to eat for, you know, eight, 12, 12 weeks, when you're done with me, and I'm not telling you what to eat anymore, what are you going to do then? You know, so there has to be this level of I'm your supporter. I want to see you be successful. I'm here to support you the entire time, but I want to be a part of your journey. I don't want to lead your journey because the journey is all about you and it's where you want to take yourself and what it is that you want to get out of it. Um, but I just know some people don't like that approach. Like you said, they don't know what to eat. But if we can start with those fruits, those vegetables, the things that you do enjoy, the sky is the limit on how you can, you know, create different things, whether it's in the crock pot, whether it's a quick stir fry, and especially for people like me who don't want to stay in the kitchen long. Like I'm not trying to be in the kitchen coming up with a whole bunch of different creative stuff. I just want to eat. 
I want to eat good food. So how can I make me something real quick and go and eat? So I love that we have those two different approaches because as the chef, someone who loves to create has an in-depth knowledge of cooking. And then me, someone who just really wants you to feel good and not overcomplicate the fact that you have fruits and vegetables and things you already like to eat. So let's just keep it simple and let's create those things and, you know, really motivate you behind those those things. And I think once they get those food experiences, they're like, oh, I didn't know eating healthy tastes so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got that from like my first client and she was like her son was saying the same thing. And it was like her family got involved and they're very supportive and they were enjoying the food, too. And it's like that's what I want to see. I want to see someone in their family start creating this health legacy around food and enjoying food to where everyone is getting with it and they don't see it as, oh, I got to eat this because I want to be healthy or I'm trying to heal. No, eat it because it's good for you and it tastes good. Like don't ever sit there and just eat something that don't taste good. Like good food that's good for you can taste good. Why is that such a, a big thing? And I think we have this hard concept wrapped around that healthy food is supposed to be nasty or bland or basic. Mm-hmm. And it's not like plant-based chefs like yourself, not that out all the time. Like I post y'all food porn all day on my Instagram. I just wish I could take the food and bring it to myself after I post it and it doesn't even work. How do you, how your experiences with being plant-based impacted or influenced your family? Um, And I like your approach to speak to that. That's a, that's a really great approach. I like that. Um, but, uh, with my family, um, they are, they're, 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 they're coming around to, um, being open to the foods that I eat. And, you know, for a while it was me bringing my own lunchbox to the family events, you know what I mean? Cause I could just simply can't eat what they eat. Um, even now to the vegetables, cause you know, some people make their greens with turkey neck or whatever the case may be. So, um, as I started to get more confidence in my cooking and just, you know, just being in my, my walk as long as I've been in it. Um, when I go to my parents' house now, it's like, whenever I cook what I cook, I'm like, hey, you want to taste this or you want to taste that? Or sometimes I'll just go over there and say, Hey, I'm coming to cook. Um, you know what I mean? And you'll, you'll, you'll be able to eat a plate of what I have. And so um, my mom and dad have really like enjoyed the stuff that I, I, I eat and the stuff that I've made for them, um, which has been beautiful. I just had a recent experience being with my family. Um, and it's like my aunt, my uncles, um, cousins, things like that. And so, you know, I, I had I had a couple things I made and it was a pasta salad. It was um, heart of palm fried fish. It was um, I made some chickpeas, some curry, uh, curry, honey curry chickpeas, I believe, I think. But um, or it might have been garlic cherry curry, but either way, it was curry chickpeas. Let's just say that, and um, I made that in like a taco form. And so, mm-hmm. just look around the room, and everybody is kind of just eating some of what I just made. I made turnip greens too, and a lot of them never had turnip greens. But it's like so many vegetables that are just around us. You know what I mean? That we just never tried, and so they all are trying. Like I made everybody like a little sample plate, and just looking around the room, like everybody just tearing their plate up. And like my good, and my dad, like, oh, this is good. And it's funny because you know I tried to get my dad the same thing back home, and I'm like, yeah, that's the that's the uh, that's the heart of palm. You told me you wasn't trying to mess up your taste buds with, but <laughs> but it's like when they actually when they actually like just get into a submissive space and like I'll try it. It's not that I got to change or you know what I mean this isn't you know what I mean I'll try it. You really see, oh, this isn't bad. You know, I I could live off plants. 
I like that. And I think that's where a lot of people, we lose a lot of people. It's because they don't have the open mind just to try it. Mm -hmm. And it's not that every plant-based person wants to convert you because they just want you to feel better and live a healthier life. It's just try it. Because if you end up liking it, then just try it a little bit more every now and then. Get a little bit more in your system or try something else. And I think that open mindset will allow so many more people to really experience a totally different type of life, just yeah. having an open mindset. And, I, and it's just that opportunity to just explore and engage in creativity. And it's OK if you don't like it, because I don't like everything that's plant based. Everything that plant based don't taste good to me, just like everything that wasn't plant based didn't taste good to me. Like I wasn't with okra. You're not about to see me with okra now. Like <laughs> it's I was just saying- not for me. Like it's just not my thing. <laughs> I mean, you might be able to try to convert that. I don't know how you do that, but because you say you convert people, but I, okra just not my thing. It's a texture for me. I, I, it's some things that just is a texture that just doesn't, you know, sit well. But I love the fact that you can look around a room with your family members and they're tearing up food that's good for them. That's not going to make them feel sluggish. That's not going to have this pain from their arm move to their fingers. Um, it's not going to have their blood pressure skyrocketing. I just, I just love that you were able to experience that. Um, and I hope that you can continue to experience that because you're already doing, um, great work in the youth, in your community. And to be able to see your family members kind of make that shift and that transition is going to be beautiful because I bet they're dealing with some type of health disparities. And I only say that is because, we always have the highest health disparity issues in our community. So I I can only imagine that y'all have some type of chronic illness in your family. Am I right or am I wrong? No, you're very right. Very right. And so, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I just, I, I pray that, um, you know, some of them do look to make that transition because um, one, one was um, exposed to me that, uh, they 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 were suffering from the same thing that I just removed from my body. You know what I mean? So I'm like, they like, what can he do for this? I'm like, just go plant based for a little while. <laughs> and I'm like, they like, oh, and I'm like, just listen to me though. Like, it doesn't have to be long term. Just do it for a while. You know what I mean? Because your body just need your body needs a break. Like your body needs a break. <laughs> like, and just allow yourself to regulate and allow yourself to heal from that because it's not something that you have to walk around with. And it only comes from a little bit of sacrifice. But even if you're rolling with me, it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be a real sacrifice at all because it's gonna taste good. So all the way, all the way. And that's and I think that's just the biggest thing that I want people to know is that good food can taste good and be good for you. Like it doesn't always have to have the stuff that we're used to having in order for it to taste good. But you hit another key component is do it for a little while. You can't try it for seven days and expect to see, you know, uh, a huge transformation. You know, 30 days, you're going to start feeling a little a little different. 60 days, you're going to really start feeling it. 90 days. Now your your body's getting adjusted, you know, and it's like you can't take small windows seven days and say, oh, this don't work or, oh, I'm not feeling better. Oh, my period cycle hasn't changed from, you know, me shifting into a plant based diet. 
your body needs to heal and your body needs to detox and your body needs to cleanse and your body needs to repair. But it takes time to do all of those things, especially yeah. if you've been living a certain way for 10, 20, 25, 30 years. Give give your, your body a little bit more time than a quick seven day challenge or 21 day challenge to really, you know, start to yeah. show you that they appreciate the kindness and the love that you're giving it in this amount of time. Um, because that's just what it boils down to is connecting to your body and loving your body in a way that says, I want to take care of you because you're the only body that I get. And it's not about all the things I have to replace when it comes to my dietary lifestyle. It's about embracing all of the good that's on the other side of this thing that I know is going to help my body be good. And it's not just food. And I know we're talking food today because we got Chef Butler on here. But it could be even how you treat your mind um, and just how you show up for yourself, how you think about yourself, how you feel about yourself, what you believe about yourself, um, the life you feel you really deserve. That shapes the decisions you make that come into food, that come into how you move your body and appreciate it. So I just appreciate you for showing up today on the Empowered Plates and Empowered Lives podcast. And I appreciate all the plates you were able to give me uh, when I was in the DMV area in October. But I also just want to say thank you. Thank you for not allowing that tragic accident um, to stop you and get you depressed. You took a very hard challenge um, an obstacle that you were facing. And in a matter of hours, you turned around to start living with purpose and intention. And you started it by saying, I'm going to go hard for myself and not for everybody else just to make some money. And I feel like you took purpose over profit. And now you're having this passion of Chef, Chef Butler, just like overflow the DMV area. And I can only imagine where this passion is going to take you next. Cause I, I know it's not going to stop in that said region. Um, and I can't wait to see what else is next and support that too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming um, on the Empire Plates and Pirate Lives podcast. Um, let everybody know where they can find you. Um, let them know how they can support you. Cause clearly if you in the community and giving back to the community, you could probably use some support to continue to reach those that you need to reach. Um, but just let them know. Um, appreciate those. Too. Like, I really, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so you can follow me on, uh, at Butler cooking on Instagram. Um, I do not have a website just as yet, but that is coming very, very soon. Very, very soon. Um, I'm also about to drop a cookbook. Um, it's called the plug you in for that. This is the transformation cookbook. Um, and that's going to give you like a nice starter kit to um, just have some options. Uh, if you're if you're transitioning into a plant-based lifestyle, if you've been doing it and really don't know a direction to go with, you know, you want some new stuff, um, it'll just provide you with some options to be able to further push you along your, your plant-based journey and just getting into what this veggie thing is all about. So that will be something that will be really appreciated for your support. Um, and if you're in the area, uh, you know, my, 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 my information is on my Instagram, so you can reach out to me, place your orders, um, bring me into your schools, um, bring me in for a demo. Um, you know, it's a lot of ways you can support me, so um, I appreciate all of those ways. 
Most definitely. And I'll have his uh, social media handles and everything that he placed in the description of this video as well. Y'all, thank you for tuning in to the Empire Plates and Empire Lives podcast. Make sure you connect with us on all social media platforms. Also in the description is a plant-based alternative guide. So if you liked what you heard today from the both of us, Go ahead and get that free guide so you can go ahead and start making some swaps to your favorite meals um, with whole foods and some good fruits and vegetables. Just go pick the right ones and see the benefits for them and just start getting creative until Chef Butler drops that cookbook and gives you all the game to try some real good recipes. Um, but yeah, thanks for vibing with us, y'all. Be easy and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.